Hello, friends. You're listening to the Mom to Mogul podcast, the only podcast turning everyday mamas into bossed up moguls by helping you master your mindset, motherhood, and entrepreneurship. Each week, we'll dive into powerful strategies to help you go from changing diapers to closing deals without losing your sanity. You'll hear from me, your host, Jasmine Chanel, as well as meet some of the most influential mompreneurs online. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Mom to Mogul podcast. Can we talk, y'all? It's been a while. And I said that last time and every single time I'm like, I'm getting back to the podcast. I'm serious this time. I have things to talk about and things to share. Y'all, my real life get in the way sometimes. And so I'm not even going to make any excuses. I told y'all back in April that I would be back to the Mom's Mogul podcast. And that was real cute. And that episode went up. And then my whole life was just like, girl, there are other things to focus on. You can always, always, always though, even when I take a break from the podcast, you can always find me over on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook at underscore Jasmine Chanel. I still share daily content over there, but I'm back with a super amazing episode for you today. I'm talking to a millionaire mommy. We're talking to Jasmine Womack of the Impact Group and talking all about those mindset shifts that are required for you to go to that seven-figure mark. Jasmine is someone I admired from afar, love watching her journey as a mom building a business, and she recently crossed that coveted million-dollar mark, and I'm like, girl, we got to talk, and so I'm so appreciative of her sharing her time with us on today's episode and really sharing some deep insight into what it takes to reach that level in your business. As far as me, I'm back with more episodes. Here's what you can expect this season you can expect amazing interviews with moms who are doing the thing like i am so excited of all the rising stars i've been able to interview we have some celebrity guests this season on the podcast and so buckle in with me i can't promise you that the episodes are going to come out every single week but i can promise you that the content that i am putting out is going to be valuable for you your life as a mom your life as an employee your life as someone who's starting a business your life as someone who's just trying to figure it out this is going to be a powerful place for you to come get resources and information and inspiration and motivation and so my goal is to continue to use this podcast to share all of the things that I'm learning and all of the things that my rich mama friends are learning so that you can get closer to that goal of achieving more freedom in your life if you're not currently following me on Instagram you may have missed that we got some crazy things going on over there just in the last two weeks I went from 11,000 followers on Instagram to now at the time of this recording, more than 85,000 followers. 75,000 new people have stumbled upon my content. And so that has been exciting and also a little bit overwhelming. My DMs are crazy, but I think it just goes to show when you have your head down and you're working, and you're consistently going to God about your business, and you're consistently putting yourself out there, that it has to work. At some moment, your visibility is going to pop. 
And so for me, it was amazing to watch it happen, but it was also really amazing and cool to share with my audience, the Moms Mocha community, those of you who have been following me for a while, y'all were telling me the numbers even more and more so than I was seeing them. And so I posted a reel about two weeks ago that now has over 30 million views. It's been shared across different platforms. And as a result of that, I have all of these new followers coming in. So I wanted to talk about what this means for me specifically, and maybe there's something you can grab from what I'm about to say. When I tell y'all, God don't care nothing about the algorithm. God don't care nothing about what Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, they don't care nothing about what they have going on. If something is for you, it is for you. The main thing that matters is, are you prepared when opportunity arises? Are you prepared for all of these followers you say that you want? Are you prepared for all of these clients you say that you want? Are you prepared for all of this increase? Have you made room? Have you made room for the things that you say that you want in your life? For me, the moment that this video popped, I've been making room. I've been clearing things out. I've been making way. I've been clearing my path. I've been getting really quiet and listening to what God has to say to me for this next season of my life. I've been paying attention. I've been you know, spending time in prayer and fasting. And so I wanted to drop that for somebody who you, if you feel like you've been working with your head down, y'all, I have been working with my head down for the last seven years, grinding and hustling, you know, focused. And then last year, God said, rest. He was like, don't worry about it. I don't want you to do a whole lot. I talked about this in the grief episode of the podcast. I took a lot of naps last year. I didn't do a lot of launching in my business. I kind of slowed down all of last year. Now to get to 2022, I know why he had me rest because there was a floodgate that was about to open. There's increase on the way. There's new impact. There's new visibility. There's new abundance. There's so many things that were on the way that if I did not rest in last season when he told me to rest, I would be overwhelmed right now. And I'm chilling. I am chilling. Even though my inbox is full, even though, you know, I'm able to raise my prices, even though, you know, I'm having more conversations and brands are reaching out. The top retailer in the United States has reached out to work with me. So many different things are happening is because I took that season of rest. And so as we go into this interview with Jasmine, you'll hear her talk about different shifts she had to make to go to that next level. And it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy. There are things you just have to learn within yourself and grow and evolve within yourself to have those things that you desire. But you got to get quiet to be able to do that. Sometimes you got to take a few steps back and pause to be able to do that. And so um, thank you for all the congratulations. Welcome to all of the new people who will now hear this episode. I'm also, you know, getting back to uploading these things on YouTube. And so you'll be able to watch these podcast visuals over on YouTube as well. But get excited, y'all because Jasmine 3.0 has arrived and we were in our cocoon phase last year and resting and girl the butterfly is about to be out here so let's jump into today's episode of the podcast and don't forget to let me know what you think 
once you listen by sending me a DM over on Instagram at underscore Jasmine Chanel. Welcome to another episode of the Mom to Mogul podcast. Today we're joined by Jasmine Womack of the Impact Group. Hey, Jasmine, thank you for being on the show. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. So I'm excited to talk to Jasmine because we've been connected for a little while online and then we got to meet in person twice so far. But tell them a little bit more about you. Well, I'm super excited to be here first and foremost, and it's definitely been amazing to watch your journey as well, Jasmine. So everyone, my name is Jasmine Womack. I'm known as the Six Figure Storyteller. I formerly was a middle school teacher for 12 years, and I basically used my story in the online space to build a seven-figure coaching and consulting business online. And so what I do is that I work with emerging coaches who desire to grow their personal brands and establish themselves as authorities and thought leaders in their industries. And we help them to do that by bundling their brilliance into a best-selling book and turning their books into premium price coaching programs and courses. Good. So I'm excited to talk to you for a couple of different reasons. First, I know you celebrated crossing that coveted seven figure mark so I just want to give you your flowers because it's been fun it's fun to watch somebody who's doing it while balancing kids and a marriage and I know your faith is a large part of your journey too so just being able to have that bird's eye view of how you've kind of been doing it so let's dive right in because I think this is gonna be a good conversation (laughs) tell me where you started when you go back to you know being a middle school teacher in the classroom what was it that made you say okay wait a minute this is not for me and I need something more well it was really everything to be honest with you when I first became a teacher like I went into teaching because I love to talk I love to teach I knew that I wanted to work with children and give back to my community but the financial implications didn't really hit me until I actually started teaching (laughs) and then having to deal with like behavior issues and classes you know because I worked in a title one school in an urban area So a lot of the challenges that my students or the student body as a whole faced were slightly different than the normal, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was that and just dealing with the politics. So I loved what I did, but I didn't enjoy the politics of it. But things really changed once I had my daughter and then once I had my son. And I was just like, something has got to give, you know, because while I was a committed and dedicated teacher, I also felt like teachers weren't allowed to be parents to their own children Mm -hmm. so to speak right like we always had to be at the school we're expected to sacrifice for everybody else's kids where our kids were placed on the back burner and I just knew that I didn't want that long term you know especially after I had remarried my husband traveled for work at the time and so it was me doing all the things like Mm -hmm. we had a blended film so I was taking three kids to three different locations before work you know going to work every day coming getting off of work doing the commute getting three kids from three different locations literally a two-hour commute and handling bedtime bath time dinner time by myself because my husband traveled for work Mm -hmm. and then trying to build a business on top of that and so I knew that something had to give I was tired and I wanted control of my time you know so I just my children were sick 
I wanted to be able to stay at home with them without being harassed. Yes. <laughs> I want to be able to take them to the doctor or not be asked, well, can't you just take them to daycare? You right. know, I don't want to take them to daycare <laughs> sick, you know? We all been there. We all been there. <laughs> so although I want to be able to go to their field day and their mm. school presentations and things without having somebody say no or where I'm going to dock your time or all this and that. So I'm just like, I got to make it happen because I didn't want that to be the rest of my life or at least while during their growing years. Yeah. And that's so important for, I think a lot of moms, we just, we don't realize, I don't think anybody brings that up when you're like, oh, I'm having a baby. Like people tell you all the other things. Nobody talks about the balancing act that has to go in place. And then how that pulls on your emotions to sending them to daycare or, you know, not being able to be there for some of those moments. So for you, when you finally made this big decision, what was it like to quit? What was it like to resign? I love a good quit story. <laughs> Listen, it was scary for me. Okay, so I reached six figures in my business while I was still teaching. Oh, and so good. my Yeah, so my goal was to work another year, mm-hmm. stack as much money as possible, and then make my exit. But that did not happen. <laughs> That did not happen. There was a change of administration, but I had gone to a new school after 10 years of teaching. I went to a new school in in a new county. And after my first year there, there was a change of administration. My initial evaluating supervisor knew about my entrepreneurial endeavors. She used to always encourage me to do things. She used to encourage me to build outside of the school. But she retired and then they promoted someone from inside of the school to take her place and I guess this person felt like she had something to prove because when I tell you she had her daggers out and she would make those statements like I'm not giving a hundred percent to the school Mm -hmm. this that and the other you know it got to a point where I I would maximize all of my time so like even during lunch I would be in lunch on lunch duty or what teachers all teachers had lunch duty we didn't have lunch we didn't have duty free lunches but we would be able to just sit in the cafeteria at the teachers tables so I would work on planning scheduling out social media content during my lunch and so what happened is that I stopped sitting with the group of teachers where they would just talk about random stuff and I would sit by myself so that I could eat and focus and just Mm kind of have some decompression time but I would be questioned well, why aren't you sitting over there? Yeah. Why are you sitting by yourself? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm cool, right? Yeah. So it was just like a lot of microaggressions that started happening. Mm-hmm. And just without being long-winded, some other things happened with, with this evaluating supervisor where I ended up having to use my evaluations, my former evaluations against the evaluation she was trying Ooh, to give. It was just dumb. Yeah. We and have very so similar like, stories you know, in that way. <laughs> Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not coming back. There's no way I would ever work for you again because I was so stressed. Like she would come into my room, evaluate me, leave, and then come back 20 minutes later saying, well, I'm just trying to see if you made the adjustments while I'm teaching. Like it got real hostile. And Mm -hmm. that was the first time I think I truly suffered from anxiety. And um, I was like, I can't, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the pettiness. I'm not doing the cattiness. I'm I'm just not doing it. And I do believe that they knew about my, my business and were kind of using that. So I just didn't go back. So I ended up leaving a whole entire year before I planned to, and I was terrified 
Like I had reached a six figure point in my business, but I was terrified and I didn't like the way that I was leaving. I got a lot of pride, you know, Mm -hmm. I was department chair at the beginning of the year before I had stepped down to work on my business or whatnot, but I had leadership positions, always got great marks. I was the teacher that they used to send the difficult kids to. Mm-hmm. that other teachers couldn't control but here you are you're trying to mark me down and all this it just didn't make sense yeah and so I didn't like that I didn't like mm-hmm. how I was trying to be made to be something that I wasn't I didn't like the way that I left at all but yeah. I realized that the writing was on the wall and ultimately it was God God's hand in it yeah let's talk about that part because I, I have a very similar quick story it was a change in in boss and manager my former boss who had been there for like five six years transition to go work for Facebook and I was reporting directly to the CEO it was fine high marks bonuses all of these things and literally within 30 days of this new woman coming in I was written up evals changing they're taking away my travel privilege it was just so many things but for me it seemed like a moment where God had to push me Yes. Because I was not willing to go. And so it's really interesting to me that you had already crossed the six figure mark. Girl, I didn't need to see a six figure. <laughs> it was just like I had a few clients. So for you, do you feel like it was a similar moment where God had to push you? And now being further in your journey, how do you view that moment now that's different than how maybe you view it when you were living it? That's the first time to ask this question. Absolutely. Because I told you I wanted to work for a whole nother year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and stack my money but in hindsight had I worked for another year I likely would not ha- I, I doubled my revenues that following year and so had I worked another year I likely would not have been able to make that progress or that growth in my business and you know it was just and that was what at the end of 2018 mm-hmm. uh well mid 2018 when that happened so I think that all of that really positioned me to be in place. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when the pandemic hit, <laughs> you Same. know, to be honest with you, I like, I can't imagine having gone, gone through the pandemic. And that would have been my first year as a full-time yeah. entrepreneur and not really understanding how to pivot, how to shake, how to move. But because I had been doing it for a year and yeah. a half, I was able to just kind of flow right with it. And we tripled our, that was another year we tripled our business revenues. That's amazing. So let's talk yeah. about this, this seven figure shift. <laughs> <laughs> because I think at first I want to genuinely celebrate you for doing this as a mom and as a wife. And I've seen your consistency and your discipline. And I think it's very easy to get online and see the lifestyle side for most people and not see the people who are literally have their head down working. And so I want to applaud you for that. You were working when nobody was patting you on the back. You were working, you were going live consistently, you were doing all of that. Where did that discipline come from? (laughs) Thank you. Um, I I think I'm just a naturally disciplined person. I always have been. I've always had the personality where when I put my mind to something, I'm going to do it. Um, I don't know what it's like to not be disciplined. Yeah. I've held leadership roles since I was a teenager. Like when I was a teenager, I was the head drum major for two years Mm. over the marching band. And we had a high step in HBCU style marching band, 150, 200 members. And I was drum major for three years. My first two years, I was the only female, Mm. but my second and third year, I was the head drum major. So I've always been pretty disciplined. That's just Mm -hmm. has been my personality, you know? 
but I learned that a lot of the things that I learned in my youth kind of prepared me for what I'm doing now. But my thing is, if I don't put my head down and do the work, what's the option? Because I can't right. go back and I don't right. want to go back. So I'm just going to put my head down and do this work regardless of how I'm feeling. Exactly. Because going back to the school is not, an not happening. Not <laughs> happening at all. So let's talk about those seven figure mindset shifts, because I know mindset is an important part of the work that you do as well. It's not just strategy. And I like to emphasize that to people like the mindset actually comes first. What were some of those key decisions that you had? Well, let's go on the journey from, you know, working employee to the six figure mark. What were some shifts you had to make? And then we'll talk about, you know, going beyond that. Oh, girl. (laughs) You know, I struggled with mindset a lot because it was a big shift going from the classroom to developing into a CEO, right? So one of the first shifts that I had to realize was like really mastering my time Mm -hmm. and mastering my own mind. And what I mean by that is that when I was working, you know, you have a schedule that's set already. You have people telling you when to have the meetings, when to go to professional development, how to utilize your time. But as a full-time entrepreneur, you don't have anybody telling you to do that. Right. (laughs) So it's like one of the first, the hard lessons I learned, like literally my first three months is like, okay, you got to create a schedule. You can't get up at 10, (laughs) you know, you can't work out all morning. You can't lollygag because you have work and you still have, you have the kids. Yeah. It's like, you have the kids, you got your family and you still are growing a business. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make this work, you got to get yourself together. (laughs) So that was one of the biggest mindset shifts, to be honest with you, like understanding the difference that nobody was going to tell me what to do. Right. And I had to create that structure within my own life and within my own business to actually get it done. And I'll be honest, in the beginning, it was difficult for me to balance. And I prioritized my business because I did not want to go back to the classroom, but it was with some hard conversations with my children where they felt neglected. My husband was feeling neglected and me and my husband separated for a while, you know, and I had to come to Jesus moment. And I'm like, you know what? It's not worth my family. And it's at that point I restructured my business and I really began to create a life in business by design, so to speak. But those were some really hard lessons. Yeah, and it's lessons you can't learn until you're in the middle of it. We can't, we can't <laughs> predict. Like, we think the kids aren't paying attention sometimes because I was the, the very same way on that building up to be able to quit the job. It was like me and this laptop till two o'clock in the morning. And this will make sense to y'all in a couple years right now. But no, those are, those are hard conversations. And so then when we look to the 250 to half a million mark, so the 250 to 500K, what were some of those shifts you had to make? hiring Mm. (laughs) hiring and Mm -hmm. I was terrified of hiring because Mm -hmm. I hired assistants before or previously and because I didn't know how to lead and because I didn't have processes in place in terms of documentation and in terms of training I didn't have solid hiring processes or criteria in place it was a flop like I had some a couple people that were good but I didn't utilize them well because I just didn't know what I was doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then I had some situations where I would try to I would hire people 
based on who they worked with and I'm like okay well if you're working with this person you know then you know what to do and that wasn't the case I end up getting stolen from and a lot of other different things oh, you know no. and so it was at the end of 2019 and God said to me in order for me to take you to the next level you're gonna have to get help like I can't you mm-hmm. can't be by yourself mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that meant well no I did I knew that it meant that I was gonna have to hire mm-hmm. and I called up a friend of mine who I had already wanted to be a coach in one of my programs Mm -hmm. because she was already coaching and I needed her to be a support coach. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, I think I'm going to need your help soon. And literally like the next month, that's when I had a $235,000 launch. And I was like, oh, (laughs) now you know. So I had to put people in place because I went from having about five to about 35 new students across two programs and I had to get the help because I couldn't yeah. man I, I just wasn't going to burn myself out it was five, well first before we move on to the 500k what was it like to let go for the hiring because my hesitation on the hiring thing is like I got my hands wrapped all around it but same thing I'm hearing the same message like okay Jasmine <laughs> you're not going to be able to hold this forever so what what was that like for you to let go um, it was scary, but what I realized is that once I had a solid hiring process in place, mm-hmm. it became easier. So once I actually knew how to hire, I knew how to ask for work samples and I knew yeah. how to analyze those work samples and have them do some video submissions and then mm-hmm. do some test projects. When I, when I put that simple process in place, it just made it, it made it click for me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Now I have a way to vet people out. Right. And now I have something, a process in place that makes sense for me and sense for them. So that increased my confidence, just that alone. And then I created like a a 90 day training plan. And so it's just like, once I had that clarity to know, okay, this is what I need to do to hire. Okay. I need an application process and I need to have these test projects set up and then have my training plan for their role you know that just made it all the more easier so now there is a point where they're shadowing me it's just like mm. in the, being in the classroom right. whereas I do we do you do yeah. so I do which is where I'm going to model it for you that's me mm-hmm. doing the videos creating the SOPs or whatever we do we're going to do it together you're going to shadow me and then I'm going to shadow you and then mm-hmm. you do you're going to take it off on your own and do it. Mm-hmm. And so when I took those same components and applied it to my business, it just made that much more sense to me. Good, good. That's good, useful information. <laughs> so <laughs> what are those shifts we need to make to go from the half a million to the million? Pricing. Oh, I would say pricing and adding on higher ticketed programs. Mm. So like, you don't have to increase the prices of all your programs, but you do need to have a five-figure program mm-hmm. uh, because that just makes it easier because now you're not going for mass. Like you don't have yeah. to worry about getting this number of people to your program or into your service. Like you can work with fewer people, create an amazing transformation, and it'll help you reach your income goals quicker. Okay. So five-figure program. So tell us about your five-figure program (laughs) and what was it like for you to 
launch it initially if you hadn't sold anything at that price point oh. what was it like that initial launch to like build up the confidence to put it out there so I initially sold my first five-figure group coaching program through a google doc I love it because we sell through <laughs> google docs and mom tomoko all the time that's how I train them to sell because most of them don't have websites so yeah tell us more about that it was through a google doc I had a coach at the time and she was helping me with some of my messaging. What I realized is that every time you elevate, mm -hmm. you, there's going to be some type of shift, whether yeah. it's a shift in mess, you want to reach different clients, you mm -hmm. know, because you maybe you shift your prices. So anytime you shift your prices, your messaging, your messaging. has to shift yep. a bit as well. And so I was in this point where I was shifting from offering like 2K programs to mm -hmm. five to 10K programs. And I wanted to do something higher. And so I had worked with a coach to help me with my messaging and so she gave me this google doc template and so I was like I don't have time to do a landing page and then she gave me this google doc template and I just use it used it as I guess a model and mm -hmm. created my own basically it was like a sales page but sales on a page. google doc mm -hmm. <laughs> and um listen I was out running in the neighborhood across the street from my neighborhood and the program wasn't even finished <laughs> And some people, I don't even know what made them reach out to me, but they were like, listen, I want to turn my book into a coaching program. Can you help me? And I was like, you know what? I was just about to create a course. I was just working was like, on that. Like literally I'm in the voice notes on Instagram yeah. DM walking around this, running around this neighborhood. And so I said, I'll send you the information. Of the, I got back home. I shower. I put that Google Doc together. <laughs> I sent it to them. I said, hey, here's the information. I'll follow back up with you in 24 hours. It was like $2,500 a month for six months. So mm -hmm. it was like $15,000 or something like yeah. that. And so they looked at it. They were like, I'm in. How do I pay? I sent them the link. They pay. It was like, I was like, oh my God. It. Like it literally it. was that easy. And uh -huh. then a couple of days later, somebody else came in my DM saying, and said, Hey, I have a book that I want to turn into a coaching program. Can you help me? Wow. And so I'm like these, and, they, and it wasn't even finished yet. I'm like, how many yeah. hadn't created it? <laughs> and I told them, I said, it's not created yet. Be ready in August. They were like, that's fine. And so they literally <laughs> went ahead and paid and through the DM, mm -hmm. both of them. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the beginning of, it was my mastermind, but was now my accelerator where I work with published authors to help them turn their books into premium price coaching programs wow. and courses. And I'm like, if people are coming to me, asking me for this, uh -huh. then there's obviously something that they see in me and there's a demand for it. Right. And they, and really that was a $30,000 per year program. They were paying $2,500 a mm -hmm. month for six months mm -hmm. and got amazing results. They were able to launch all that kind of stuff. Now the program at this current time is, is 18 K, you know, hey. um, 21, if you do the flex plan, yeah. At the time of this recording, because I always think about, you know, when I first enrolled, I had, it was 2,500 for six months. So if you pull that out to a year, that's like yeah. a $30,000 program. Yeah. And so now the program is a year, mm -hmm. but I like to keep in mind that I need you to have money for marketing. I need yeah. you to have money mm -hmm. for other things that you're mm -hmm. going to need to actually Get fulfill yeah. and develop what you need to develop mm -hmm. on this level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
That's amazing. That is amazing. And I love stories like this because one of the key values that I teach inside Moms Mobile is put it out there. We, we don't have time to wait for the perfection part of it. Success like speed. And so if you, like you said, you had like the gut feeling like, oh, let me work on this. I'm putting it together. You kind of knew what you wanted to charge for. So when people started asking, you know, you mm-hmm. could present it to them. You didn't hesitate. I love that. I had okay. like a 30,000. It was like a $30,000 sales week. And I was like, oh, my life has changed. <laughs> so what what is that like for you because I don't have these conversations with people a lot so for instance you had your $200,000 launch that you talked about who do you tell who do you call like how do you celebrate it because for me as the growth (laughs) is happening I can tell my community and they're really excited but there's not many other people in my personal life that are going to understand that so how do you celebrate those moments (laughs) You know, well, I've joined higher level masterminds, mm-hmm. but people are still in their own world. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I do have some people that I talk to that are, yeah. you know, in this coaching space. But one thing that I honestly, and I actually, I'm glad you asked this because I want to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I have wanted to do was create a mastermind of program creators, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many of us yeah. we've invested in the programs, we're getting the results. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, let's just come together. Right. Let's, let's go. Let, let's hop on Zoom or let's, you know, yeah. go to a hotel for a weekend mm-hmm. and have our own mastermind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And share and learn from one another. So that I want to create more intimate mm-hmm. communities like that. Right now, I do have two friends that I talk to. <laughs> Me too. I have an accountability <laughs> you know, partner. They're, they're kind of into it. But other yeah. than that, like the average person doesn't understand Right. how you can make $235,000 within a month. Yeah. Like it just, and, mm-hmm. and I could take myself back to when I was in the classroom, like I wouldn't have been able to grasp it. Right. So I put it in my journal. Thank God, you know, right. take it to <laughs> the Lord in prayer. Lord, let's go have some crab legs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's go to the Apple store, do something yes. and, and you keep it moving. And so I, I've had to be more intentional. How did you celebrate the million? <laughs> did you do anything to celebrate the million? Me, well, we just went on, I took a week off and we went okay. on, we went to two cities. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. We went to Savannah and then. But I'm talking about for you, just you, not the kids, yeah. not the family, not the house, you. I haven't. I said I was going to get me a new MacBook. Okay. <laughs> Do something. I, because I'm like the MacBook I have, I had since 2018. I'm like, it's time for upgrade. <laughs> You know, one thing that I, that about me is that I am very low maintenance, you know, but you I'm, don't just, have I'm just to low be. maintenance. You don't have I, to be. I don't have to be. I'm, lo- I'm learning. Yeah. I've been one of those people that have gone from accomplishment to accomplishment and yeah. just keep it. And, mm-hmm. and never really stopping to pause and really absorb it. So yeah. I had a therapist in like February yeah. and she works with high achieving women. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she has me doing all this all this stuff, right? It was actually talking to her on this past Monday. She was like, how did you celebrate? Mm, I haven't, you know, those are my growth areas. Yeah. 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 And it'll be fun. It'll be fun for you. I I was the same way. I resisted it. I was like, I don't need all that. It don't take all that. But once you do, you just realize how much as black women we carry and we don't take that moment to, you know, allow ourselves to experience those things. And you're making the money. That's the thing. Yeah. What's really crazy is like, 
when we're not making the money, you know, maybe when you're in the classroom or previous times and you're like, oh, you know, one day I will do this, get a massage, that kind of stuff. But then you start making the money. It's like, no, I just got to focus on the business, make some more. Um, so yeah, it, it's good to take those moments to yeah. celebrate. What, one thing that is really made me lean into is even getting more clear about how I need things to run to have yeah. the life that I want, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I have to go into making decisions based on what the business needs yeah. and not based on my own feelings and emotions yeah. because yeah. I need the business to do what it needs to do so that I can work, you know, like less than 20 hours a week. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and I have to just put those things in place and, yeah. and still be able to make millions of dollars. That's right. The that's the key. So, <laughs> So it's just about putting the people and the systems in place that are going to allow me to do that with ease Mm -hmm. and still continue to grow and scale effortlessly. So let's talk about those people who have a desire to write their book. What has been your most rewarding part of working with authors? Man, I love the work I do so much. Um, Number one is seeing those light bulbs go off. Like people Mm -hmm. think that they have to wait or spend years writing a book, but when they realize, oh, it can only, I can get this done in eight weeks, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it'd be high quality and all these things. It's like really seeing the light bulbs go off and it's seeing people actually be able to do something Mm -hmm. that they struggled with doing for years on their own. Yeah. And seeing their internal confidence increase and seeing that, sense of fulfillment come because they're like man I did it you know I'm still a teacher at heart (laughs) you know what I'm saying so like I think like that's probably the most rewarding and seeing them going out to speak and they're coaching and training and selling their books and making the impact that they wanted to make and it's just like you got it you know (laughs) and you get to cheer them on and then for you I know your faith has been a large part of your business as well what's the biggest faith lesson you've learned on your journey to seven figures surrender Mm. (laughs) (laughs) tell me about it (laughs) it's it's just surrender yeah because I think that at least for me you know get so used to trying to control things Mm -hmm. and when you realize when you take your hands off God has so much more in store for you than you Mm -hmm. ever could have done on your own yeah you know, or that, or that you could have ever gotten by trying to control things, people, and Mm -hmm. situations. So it's really has been, especially this year, like really letting go of control and surrendering to the process. Something I learned early on is just not making your business an idol. Like once you get to the Mm -hmm. point where you're doing all the things for your business and other, other important things begin to go to the wayside, you turn your business into an idol And you're going to experience negative consequences. Yeah. So it's just like really keeping everything into perspective. It's a business, Mm -hmm. but it's not worth the sacrifice of, you know, your children and your family. Yeah, definitely. And what advice would you give those moms who are afraid to start a business? I would definitely encourage you to get down to the root of the fear Mm -hmm. because oftentimes the fear is not starting the business. It's something else underneath that. Like yeah. maybe you're fear, maybe you fear failure, you know, maybe you fear rejection, maybe you fear not being supported. And so I think that the business is surface for what's really truly going on underneath. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when you have to like really be get clear and be real with yourself about where you are, how you're feeling. If you need to get therapy for that, to, you know, unpack that. But at the end of the day, you know, if you have the desire, it's my opinion that if you have the desire to start a business, God has placed that seed in you. And so you need to go after it. Definitely. Totally agree with that. And so what's your favorite book? Man, um, my favorite book, I wish I could say it was one of my own, but (laughs) (laughs) at this point in time, and I talked about this book earlier because I was doing a training, my favorite book, I've got two actually, The Compound Effect. Oh, haven't read that one. And you said you read that one? No, I haven't read that one. Oh yeah, The Compound Effect and The Big Leap. Oh, that's I'll my prob- favorite book. The Big probably, Leap. Yeah, I probably need to go back and read that one again right, yeah. right now. <laughs> but The Big Leap, where it talks about that upper limit, you yeah. know, and how every time you get to another level or you're about to ascend to another level, you have yeah. those subconscious thoughts, those subconscious yeah. feelings that rear its ugly head where you mm-hmm. actually self-sabotage your progress. Yeah because of some something underlying there and you need to address that so you can yeah. move forward you know without without anything holding you back I, I enjoy the big leap I need yeah. to go listen to it read it again yeah I try to read that book like twice a year um big leap and it's my top recommended book in Mount Mogul anytime they come to me with anything they're like oh I don't know if I can do it go read the big leap girl and then come back <laughs> come yeah. back Good, good, good. Yeah. So how can they stay connected with you, learn more about your services after this this episode is over? Awesome. So you can visit my website, www.jasminewomack.com. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us here on the Mom to Mogul podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's such a fun conversation. <laughs> yes. Hey mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Mom to Mogul podcast. And if you did, I would love if you were to leave me a five-star review. Just head over to Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and tell me what you thought about the show. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes for any links or notes about today's episode. And I will see you on the next one.